Welcome to the Behind the Goals podcast, the podcast about fans, for fans and by fans. Please welcome your hosts, Andrew Jenkin and Alan Russell. Okay, welcome to episode 15 of the Behind the Goals podcast. Uh, I'm Alan Russell, here with Andrew Jenkin. Hello. And we've got a good podcast coming up uh, for you today. Um, We'll be talking to Jim Addy from Hibernian Supporters Limited uh, about their campaign. Yeah, we've... uh... Had a quite a good, well, a good relationship with HSL over the, over the last few years. Interesting to see that develop because um, I remember very clearly being involved at this. Well, when the club was relegated, that was not a good uh, time to be a Hibernian fan. Obviously, we sort of touched upon a bit bit of a decline at the time, um, and you know HSL was um, formed. New members of staff were brought in, and there seemed to be a whole kind of mentality shift within the club and a lot of uh, bad feeling sort of became good and I think HSL probably plays a large part to mm. do with that yeah they're back in their happy place again back in their uh, place. and I, I think, think I think everybody should take credit for that everybody should take credit for that uh, not least HSL yes and we you know when we talk about fan ownership in Scotland it, it, it seems to be often Motherwell and, and Hearts that are spoken about but actually when you talk about some of the numbers that Jim talks about in the in the interview it's quite staggering and I'm not sure I actually truly appreciated the amount yeah. of money that they've raised it's, yeah. it's not a small amount of money yeah. that they've raised yeah. there and, so. and are now a significant shareholder and, um, a, a, as, as well as helping helping the club uh, over the last three years since they were set up yeah. financially and what I quite like about it I guess is that they've um, have structured it in a way where people's contributions are going to have an impact on the on the pitch. So you know the way that that those shares are being bought up is going to help uh, improve the product on the park, which mm-hmm. I think. Um, for fans that aren't interested in the kind of things that we talk about on behind the goals, um, would be a, an extra selling point if they knew that their money was going towards improving the, you know, the the three o'clock kickoff. I guess aspect yeah. of the whole yeah. match. So uh, I guess that's the advantage of not being in crisis mode is that your your money can be spent on the things that, I guess, will appeal to every football supporter, improving the improve the product on the park. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's head into it. So, Jim, thank you very much for joining us uh, in our office here in Falkirk. Um, we are going to have to improve our Google Maps, I think, because it's... Uh, <laughs> our it's last, our last two uh, uh, victims have got lost on the way. <laughs> yeah, it's not impossible to find us sometimes, but you've, you've, you've managed it eventually. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I wondered if you could perhaps just start by explaining a little bit of the background to um, HSL, Hibernia Supporters Limited, and how it came about, and perhaps even if we rewind to five years ago and, and the kind of the situation the club was in, or four years ago, four years, four years, ago. Four years ago when, when uh, HSL was formed. Yeah, um, no problem. I'm probably not the best person. I've got a dreadful memory. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, you'll probably recall the club went through a really bad spell um, and ended up uh, being relegated. Uh, I think that was the end of the 2013-14 mm. season. Um and um, Terry Butcher was in charge. The club was probably in a pretty bad, bad place at the time. Uh, you can maybe even remember supporters were really, really yeah. unhappy, um, knocking at the door, calling for people's heads, etc., etc. Um, and it was round about that time that I think the the um, the club themselves were uh, having a, a a think about the way forward. Um, from memory, I think the that um, the board had already approached Leanne Dempster, mm. um, so I think it was literally right at the very end of the season that we found out that Leanne was joining 
the club from Motherwell. Um, and in fact, I seem to remember at the time that uh, there was a sort of two-week period when uh, we all wondered, is she still going to come, <laughs> given that Hibs had yeah. uh, been relegated between the point of her accepting the job. As it turned out, Leanne, um, you know, I'd confirmed she was definitely coming. But over that summer, there was a lot of unhappiness and various groups kind of making noises about getting rid of the old regime, etc., etc. And um, I think one of the first things that Leanne announced was that the club were undertaking a strategic review um, of um, everything mm-hmm. and, and the way forward. So from about the summer until the Christmas, um, there was various bits of activity taking place behind the scenes, uh, do, doing just that, re- reviewing the long-term plans for the club. Um, and I think it was round about the Christmas, the club announced uh, a plan um, that would involve uh, the opportunity for fans to buy shares uh, in the club, uh, additional shares that were uh, issued, that would result in the existing principal shareholders' um, share being diluted down to forty nine percent, and what was really, their what was their shareholding at the time? Do you, do you remember what it was? Was it eighty ninety something like that? Uh, Is that right? No, um, it was um, about uh, about ninety eight percent. Ninety um, the 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 other two was just in the hands of ordinary small shareholders. So Leanne uh, had a bit of previous as well because she was obviously sort of instrumental in helping set up Well Society as well at Motherwell, which now we actually just done a piece on our website about Well Society one year into fan ownership. So that came to fruition, you know, last year with them being the first club in the UK to be owned um, by its supporters. Is that something, do you think, that was very conscious with her thinking, that, taking that learnings, those experiences with Motherwell and, and, and trying to come up with something that would work in the situation of Hibs or...? Um, I I think so. I mean, obviously, Lan would be the best person to answer. But from from what I recall, um, right from an early point, um, she did say that she wanted, mm. um, at, at the very least, fans to have a greater say yeah. in in what was happening at the club. Um, and in fact, again, if my memory serves me well, it may be that that the club made an announcement about fan representation on the board. Mm-hmm. Before they actually announced um, the changes in terms of ownership, mm-hmm. so uh, I think Leanne, from very early on, said that, that she wanted to do something mm-hmm. revolving around fan representation, uh, oblique fan ownership, but she wanted to have the time to get her feet under the desk and look at all the various options mm-hmm. before you know coming to a conclusion. Mm. And so the makeup of of HSL just now, there's. Five direct. No, sorry, there's more than five directors, isn't there? How many directors is it? The there's seven directors. Seven directors. Um, two of which are um, appointed by the club. Um, the other five are the five um, original directors um, who basically were just five ordinary guys who had a an interest in fan ownership, um, uh, but uh, we are now all up for election. Um, uh, 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 so going forward, you'll have seven directors in total. Yeah. So you've ser- you've served for the first three years, and then yeah. when, when are the elections coming up? What what time this year? Uh, well, they've got to. N- none of us can go beyond this year's AGM. Okay. So at the very latest, um, we um, have to be out 
<laughs> on or before the AGM. Yeah. Um, we are likely to have um, one election before then. Um, I, I, I've already reached the decision that um, I um, would like to stand for re-election. Um, I've had an interest in this from day one. And mm. um, there's, a, there's a sort of part of me that says that I, I, I'm really quite keen to see things through to, mm -hmm. to where we'd like to be. So I've already made that decision and, and, and advised our chairman, um, Kenny McCaskill. So we're likely to have that election within the next month or two. Okay. Um, and the, the other guys, uh, a couple of the guys have, um, I, I, I'll, obviously I'll leave it for them to make their own announcement, but I know at least um, two or three yeah. of them have decided not to stand for yeah. uh, re-election. Um, and they'll just stand down at the AGM. And you, you said you've been in interested in supporter ownership since day one, and that's not day one of Hibernian Supporters Limited, but before that, in the earlier days within Hibs, and talking to people about supporter ownership. So your, your involvement with supporter ownership or, or interest in it goes back you know, more than just the last three, four years. Yes. Um, I, the very, very first time I um, sort of was involved was way back in uh, 2006, when um, I um, uh, had a, a conversation with Rod Petrie. It was just about the time the club um, had acquired the, the, the land at East Mains, where we now have the training centre. Um, and I had a conversation with Rod along the lines of, um, it, it, perhaps the fans would come forward more and, and help if the actual asset was owned by the mm -hmm. fans, um, and Rod, to his credit, said, "Well, look, you go out and sound them out, and if the fans come up with the money, he was more than happy for that to happen." Um, as it turned out, uh, for one reason or other, we weren't able to progress with that. We 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 couldn't mm -hmm. um, really assure the club that we could get the money in the time frame that was needed, uh, and therefore. Uh, that didn't progress. But Rod, you know, can always knew from that day that certainly myself and a few others um, had a, a, an interest yeah. in fan ownership. And you, I, I, I was looking for your, your documents earlier. It's the next goal. So you're at 14% um, of the shareholding just now. Yes. It's the next aspiration to get to 20%, which gives you you know, the uh, the ability to have a director on the board of the club, is that the kind of the next goal for the... Yes, for the yes, I mean, that's, the, that's the, the, the first kind of meaningful point in the journey. Uh, we have a legally binding agreement with the club um, at, that, at that stage that we can appoint uh, a member to the club board um, and, and they, are, they are there on legal merit. Mm. At the current rate of, sort of fundraising, when, do you, when, do you, when roughly would you expect to get to that? I that think position? that could, could still be a couple of years away, years, uh, yeah. uh, unless we can really yeah. rank things up. We're going from 0 to 14% in three years, and uh, to get to 20, that sounds, sounds like it's, it's, it, the momentum has, has kept up. Yes, I mean, I think it, probably at this point it's fair to highlight the difference between um, what's going on at Hibs compared to other clubs. Um, th th there are a number of other clubs that um, have had some kind of fan ownership initiative. But generally speaking, that tends to be in a situation of financial distress. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, or um, at one particular case where there's unhappiness about the existing mm. structure 
etc. So th there's some other factor going on. Yeah. Hibs, I would say, are probably one of the very first clubs where fan ownership has come along when there hasn't been you know, a burning bridge, if you like. There hasn't been a calamity just about to happen. Yeah. Um, and that does make it hard. Sure. It is very difficult to, 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 to sort of, um, generate huge volumes of what are essentially voluntary donations. Some, that sometimes gives you the most solid foundation, though, because people have come into it from a principle rather than out of necessity. Mm. So they really believe, they share the belief and they share the vision, so they get involved for that reason, and that may be a, a really solid core to, to have. Correct. Correct. I think that is right, that the, 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 the members that we have, we've, we've got um, over 1,700 um, um, members. N not all of those are contributing, because some of them, when they reach the membership level, stop the regular mm -hmm. donation. Um, but I would hazard to suggest that they tend to be people who are there for the long term mm -hmm. and are there because they do understand the obligations that go with ownership. Yeah. Um, they probably are also the ones that actually have spare money, you know, yeah. as opposed to those who maybe kind of haven't got a lot of money but have thrown it into the pot when their club when has been, been in crisis. dire straits. Yeah. yeah. And what's the so the the average contribution? Do you what's the average contribution do you receive? Um, on a monthly basis, yeah. it's it, it's working out about fourteen fifteen pound um, per month. Right. Um, uh, which, the, which, as you say, in a position of you know relative stability, is is good. Yes. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. Uh, and and can our view has always been that um, we would rather have a a smaller amount of money from a lot of people. Mm. Where, where the amount is so small that people don't miss it. Mm. Yeah. It genuinely is a, a spare amount mm -hmm. that they just don't miss. Mm. Yeah. Um, because certainly my view has always been that it, what you're looking for is the supporters of the club to be doing just that, supporting the club through thick and mm -hmm. thin. Now, if you've got, you know, five, six, seven, eight thousand people all paying a relatively small amount that, that they will, they'll stick with it through all the various stages of their life. Um, and even when there could be a manager in there at that point that they don't like, you know, they might skip buying a season ticket because they're fed up with that current manager. Or, and every supporter does that. And they're entitled to do that. But if they stick with their tenor a month through the good times and the bad times, that gives the club a good, solid basis in terms of support. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that's your preferred sure. um, option. Mm -hmm. how, did you, how did you pitch the offer to supporters when you, when you launched three years ago, given that there wasn't that crisis or, or that financial distress? But what, was the, what was the rallying call? What was the, if you could sum up the message in a, in a kind of a, a bullet point, something you, could, something you could paint on the side of a bus? Uh, if, you're, if you were to do a thing like that, uh, what was it that, that got people to, to dig deep? Well, we weren't going to promise them 350 million, <laughs> but um, the, uh, I think at the time, uh, the, the whole idea of fan ownership, um, partly because of you guys, um, was extremely topical, very, very topical. Um, 
uh, it was coming from all quarters, political, you know, fan groups yep. themselves. And yep. again, probably from a time point of view, there was a number of clubs that were in difficulty. So it was a very topical issue. Um, at our club, um, as I said earlier, um, there was what was also topical is, is the idea of ordinary fans having some kind of say. So, so, so the idea that you know, um, good ideas can come from all quarters. Mm. So it was, I think it was that that kind of um, okay. principle. So, so we were we, we were a much lower kind of low, low level, low key approach to it um, in terms of the proposition, uh, mm. because we we didn't have a burning bridge, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. You, you you say that that's a good point to touch upon because. One of the, you know, one of the things that we always hear about fan ownership again and again is what the football fans know about running a club, which is always annoys me because it's not them running the club, and there's a bit of, you know, confusion yeah, about ownership that. and management. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. but what also annoys me is this kind of idea that football fans don't know anything and they don't have skill sets. And if you think about the 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 wide range of a of a, a fan base, the amount of professional people who are going to be in that fan base. Uh, the kind of business skills, the skill sets that they're going to have between them are, you know, incredible. And I think that's one thing that we've tried hard to sort of drill home is this kind of misconception that fans don't know anything. But, you know, it's really important to have that skill set in terms of how the club's governed. Yeah, that, I mean, what you're saying there, Andrew, reminds me of the conversation with the, the Kelly Trust a mm. couple of weeks ago when they were, they said, well, actually, if we actually go out and see the skills that are in our membership and recruit our board, you know, based on what skills we need and put that together and give us something strong. And that's been the core of their success. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hibs are the same as any other club. We, we, we've we got um, fans uh, doing every kind of job yeah. you can imagine, you know, yeah. the doctors, lawyers, you know, um, joiners, bricklayers, office workers, everything is is in the fan base. Mm. And um, and generally speaking, there's, there's goodwill. So you know, if if someone thinks, look, look, can can you get do with a wee bit of help here, they will step forward. Um, but as you say, Andrew, that, that you've got to draw the distinction between fan ownership yeah. and and fan running, running of the club. The pub, yeah, yeah. And and we have no desire, to, you know, to to be running the, the the club. That that really should be and always should be in the hands of people who know what they're doing, the executives, sure. football mm-hmm. executives. Yeah. Um, who know what they're doing, uh, and you know, I, I think anybody who yeah. who's saying otherwise is just not thinking straight. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you were an ordinary Hibs fan, why would you want to join uh, Hibernian Supporters Limited? Um, simple to make the club better. I mean, the 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 the, the reality is that um, Hibs are like any other club, you know, Aberdeen. Uh, you know, hearts, what have you. Uh, Scottish football is not awash with money. That, that, that's the reality. We're, we're miles behind in terms of money um, uh, compared to the English League. So, so we're in a, the, the whole of Scottish football is in a difficult situation with the lack of money that's coming in. Um, so in the absence of money coming from other sources, then um, it's your old favourite, the fans. So... Um, I think that we at Hibs, we've got a great opportunity at the minute. The existing principal shareholder has agreed to dilute his shares. So um, there's a great opportunity for Hibs fans to, to, to hand over money, donate money to Hibs, and at the same time get something in return. 
actually getting shares. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is that the club, all the money that we're, that we're donating is going to the football side of things. So I, I, I don't sh- I'm not sure that most Hibs fans realise what a fantastic opportunity yeah. there is. So the club have opened that door and They've it's just, it's just for you to walk through. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So there's a fantastic opportunity yeah. for ordinary Hibs fans. It doesn't have to be huge amounts of money. It just, you know, kind of 10 in a month. Um, if you, you know, we, we, we've, we've not reached the 2,000 members mark, but, um, you know, if, if you look at the kind of money that, that's, that's getting donated to our friends across the city... <laughs> It's a, it's a huge amount of money. And, now, it, and it's made a real difference. Well, r- right now their money is distracted. Their, their money is distracted to the, the, the purchase agreement, uh, the new stand. Yeah. We're in a position where all of that's done. Yeah. You know, if, if we could double our membership, um, it, all of that money would be going in the park. And Neil Lennon, you know, done a great job this season. Um, you know, we could give him the opportunity to, to, to take us even further so it's a wonderful opportunity for Hibs fans if they can afford it I keep stressing that if they can afford it um, to, to put money in help the playing side and you know we get something in return as you said you know, asking fans to put in what, a sum of money that they wouldn't miss correct yeah. I, I can't stress that enough yeah. nobody uh, that, that's one of the great things about this is that um, when you think about it we've got wealthy people who are donating 50 quid a month some of them 100 quid a month, some of them have dropped in a couple of thousand pounds. Um, and the really nice thing about it is they've done it in the full knowledge that they're not buying any influence. Yeah. They're getting the same one member, vote, one vote as a young student who's paying £3 a month or £2 yeah. a month or £4 a month. Um, on our website, the minimum is £7.73. But I, I, we, we can adjust that. And we've got one or two people in being less than that because they just want to be part of it. Mm. They want mm. to be... It, it just means it'll take them a wee bit longer to become a member, mm-hmm. but at least they're on the journey yeah. and they want to be part of it. And, and, and that's a great thing. Mm. I want, it's a really social thing where we're, we're all clubbing together and right now, because of the way that this is structured, it's going on to the product in the park. So that's a huge, huge opportunity for Hibs fans, all of us, uh, not get involved in any other, you know, political matters or what, uh, ownership structures or what have you. Why not just do it because you want to help your club yeah. and you want to improve the product in the park? One, 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 one thing I did want to mention is one of your newest members, uh, Neil Lennon. Yes. I saw that. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, Neil and... Um, a number of the players. Great. Um, now we, we we've always taken the view we 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 know that maybe at some of the other um, clubs, um, it's probable that the the players or managers are kind of at the very least obliged to join. Sure. Um, we didn't want that. We we always wanted to make sure that that, that if if any of our players or managers joined. It was because they genuinely wanted to be there. Mm. Shared um, your vision, and and and, and that yeah. that that's what it was. And and I was chatting to Neil, you know, a number of weeks ago, and he was interested to hear what we were doing, what it was all about, and uh, without any hesitation, immediately said, "Count me in." 
you know, I want to be side by side with the guys who are trying to make my life easier. Brilliant. And, you know, no problem at all. And, you know, a number of the players were exactly the same, um, appreciated the sacrifices that ordinary fans are making and just said, count me in. Yeah. And that must be great for wider fans to see that and, and that sort of sell it to them to get involved if they were having any doubts. Absolutely. The, the probably kind of Neil's, the news that Neil had joined up, it added um, over just that two-day period about 50, 60, 70 members. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time the other player, you know, we, we, we sort of published it over a couple of days, uh, it took it to over 100 Um brand new members mm. but add, add on top of that previous donators returning to us right. and saying I want to resume um, my payment yeah. so it was great it was great news for us good so the the start of the HSL there seems to be a, 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 a I'd like to think it's more than coincidence but there seems to be a real good feel factor about Hibs now and you know just the fact that well obviously let's talk about the Scottish Cup as well that was I mean what was that like for you? Uh, we were talking about the piece in Football Pink from Duncan Mackay, and he talks about that being such a critical part of the kind of mind shift change within the whole club now. Is that a bit of a monkey off your back in some respects? Yes, Yeah. obviously. Um, uh, I mean, I, I remember that day at Hamden. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, 30,000 Hibs supporters there, a whole bundle of um, grown men in their 50s <laughs> bubbling their eyes out like babies. Yeah. Um, uh, me being one of them, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic day and, and quite emotional. People remembering, you know, dads, uncles, granddads who never lived yeah, to see yeah. the day. Um, but uh, no, it was just wonderful, mm. and, and it was great that um, you know, from a timing point of view, it kind of happened uh, when it did. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that's I mean that coincides with you the start of HSL and the kind of the shift in in attitude towards the club. So, I mean, relegation seemed to indicate a real change in how the club was going to operate. It had been a bit of a, I think it'd be fair to say, it'd been a bit of a decline for a few years in terms of good managers coming in, but not being able to produce anything on the pitch. The club sort of underperforming. Is that, you'd say that's a fair assessment? Of yeah, the, the, um, the, the existing sort of, uh, well, it takes you on, I, I suppose, a whole different discussion. The existing principal shareholders were um, severely criticised. Mm. Um, and it always happens. When a club goes through a bad spell, um, the existing owner uh, usually is criticised. You know, <laughs> what, why don't you get the chequebook out? And, mm. and there's mm. this imaginary chequebook. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to write this cheque uh, on an account that wouldn't support that cheque. So that's when you get into the discussion, well, who's, who, who's money? are you actually expecting to throw into this kitty? Mm. Now, obviously, the, the, the normal instinct is, well, whoever the owner is. Um, mm. and, and, you know, that's where... Yeah, you, it doesn't you, work you, like it, that, of course, yeah. yeah. That's where the, it's kind of the, this idea that you, kind of, you run a football club like any other business. Mm. That's not correct. Because mm. it's... Sim- unsustainable. It, yeah. it, it, it simply isn't another business. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different kind of business. So yeah, most, um, most companies don't run in don't don't operate in league tables. They don't operate in league tables, and and they're not supported by customers. What we would call fans, yeah, yeah. Um, who want to see every single spare penny on the park. Yeah, uh, and and you know if it was run like a normal business, then it would be trying to generate profit. Yeah, 
and pay dividends to shareholders. Now, that's where you'd have a conflict. So you have a conflict between two key stakeholders, the supporters and the owners, a a fundamental conflict. So that's why it can never be like a normal business. And, you know, the idea that you treat it as such is just... It's just bizarre. Yeah. Um, That's what's always annoyed me about, I don't know if it's the same for you guys. I really like American sports and it's maybe a bit off topic, but I'm a big fan of baseball. But that's always annoyed me about American sport is actually if you look at the way that football in Europe is structured compared to how sport is structured in America, mm. it's, it's structured like that to pay people dividends and to uh. make profit. And that's always annoyed me, although there are things I admire and like about it in terms of, you know, the draft system to try and make things more equal. Uh, fundamentally, it's built on a very capitalist system of making yeah. profit for people yeah. out of fans' expense. I, I, I talk, spoke to a Seattle Sounders fan uh, last year and, you know, asking him this question, his take, trying to take this, his view on that. He said, well, if you actually look at the protection of this around uh, North American soccer, he says it's, it's, like a, it's like a socialist system. But it's, we, we're great at doing socialism for capitalists. <laughs> so the, the multi-millionaires yeah. in that system, yeah. they love those protections in ways that they wouldn't tolerate any, in any other aspect of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but in, their, in their situation, um, the, the, it's the whole experience. So you're fa- you can keep the fans happy there just by the experience of the, the yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going along and they're having you know, good food. Some of them will have several different restaurants within the stadium. Um, but they might finish eighth in the league. But the fans will have had a great experience. They've had a great time. (laughs) So they're not really too bothered if some money is getting paid by by way of dividend to a a shareholder because they've still had an enjoyable time. Imagine that, a choice of, choice of eight different kinds of pie. Exactly. And bovril, exactly, different exactly, flavours of bovril. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas in, in Scottish football, as you just said, mm-hmm. you, everything's determined by when where you are in the league yeah. or whether you win a cup. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the stark reality of it. Yeah. Um, a little bit, will you'll make it a little bit allowance. Um, if you're really happy with the way your team's playing, then you you could get away with you know, finishing lower down the table, provided your team's playing really, really well. But let's be honest, that's limited. (laughs) But that's fairly limited. Um, If you are uh, with kind of your your Hibs, your Hearts, your Aberdeens, certainly Celtic Rangers, you are expecting your team to be top of the table Mm. or close to the top of the table. And if they aren't, what's what's going wrong? Mm. You know, but that seems so. That's a good way to bring it back because I, I think I drifted off topic there. But that's a good way to bring it back because you are near the top of the table and you do have seem to have had a bit of revitalization over the last couple of years. I went to a couple of Hibs games this year and they've both been won them both uh, against Partick Thistle. But the atmosphere has been really good. You know, the team is playing well, progressed well in cups. It's you know, is that I and we did this. I mentioned we did the the piece with the Well Society as well. And there is a bit of a, a loose um, relationship between on the field stuff and ownership, but. Fans seem to believe that, you know, if things are going well off the pitch, things can go well on the pitch as well. So although it's kind of an unspoken relationship, there does seem to be some parallels between how fans perceive if things are going well in the background of the club and it's being run well, um, then that can translate to fans being happier about how things are on the pitch as well. Yeah, I mean, it's the same um, with any organisation. So even in an industry, you know, you'll have companies that have a, a happy environment within the company um, and, and guess what? 
chances are they'll be more successful mm. than a company that's where the, the, the whole workforce is down in the dumps, etc. Um, uh, and the, 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 generally speaking, there'll be a correlation between the two. Um, going back to our situation, um, what I, w- I mean, we, we've contributed um, over 540,000 wow. uh, into this squad. Mm. Um, so that's how much HSL members have yeah. added to the squad. Um, now, you can't put your hand and say, well, we paid for that player yeah. mm-hmm. or we paid for that player. Um, but we, we take Leanne's word. When, when Leanne says there are players in this squad who would not have been there were it not for the money from HSL, that tells its own story. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying HSL members won the Scottish Cup. Of course not. I'm not saying that. Um, but but you, contrib- extra, you definitely contributed to it. Yeah, yeah, extra money coming from um, HSL members. Mm. And also, I've, I've got to point out, also there was other fans who bought shares directly. Mm. And they also deserve credit. Yeah. They, their hard-earned money went into the, the kitty, uh, which helped to supplement the normal playing budget mm. that allowed us to have players in that squad that we probably would not have been able to have where we just relying on, you know... Um, Championship wages, yeah. championship yeah. Um, salaries, etc. In in hindsight, do you feel it was a positive being relegated down to the championship and having maybe a slightly a, a different environment to to rebuild and to and to make those changes to the club? Do, does it feel like a positive, or has it no, done at any point? I, I, I don't no. think any, anybody would ever say kind of positive. Um, uh, I, I mean, if somebody was to say that's what caused us to win the Scottish Cup. Uh-huh. Then of course I would say <laughs> if if that's but no generally speaking you you get no. relegated there's nothing positive you yeah. can draw um, yeah. from that um, the, probably the chances are would there have been changes even if we hadn't been kind of relegated probably okay probably okay. and and if we go back to the start of the conversation um, I think I'm right in saying Leanne was certainly approached yeah. and appointed. Before when we when we thought we were still going yeah. to be in the top division, yeah. Mm. So she probably would have had a vision to to do something like exactly. that, regardless of of which division you'd, you'd exactly, be yeah. okay. exactly. Yeah. And just going back to fan representation, you, you have a system in place that fans can currently get elected to the the board, but that am I right in thinking that's out with of HSL? Yes, I mean that's that, that that's nothing to do with HSL. Right. Um, and as I said, I, and I'm not 100% reliant on my memory here, but I think that that was announced before the um, the ownership thing, and uh, it was season ticket holders. So season ticket holders um, were allowed to vote for two um, ordinary fans okay. to be nominated onto the club board. Mm. And how's that gone so far? It seems to be quite good. I think I've met one of the Frank... Lovely chap. Frank, yeah, Frank and Tracy. Um, prior to that, it was Frank and Amit. Mm. Um, it's one of those things that it, it, it's mixed views. You know, mm. you you, you kind of um, you get some supporters saying it's went well. Um, and you get other supporters not so happy. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's difficult mm. to say. I mean, I'm not close enough sure. to know. Um, uh, uh, you know what your average fan would never know is uh, what their contribution is w- w- within the board meetings as part of the board. Mm. Um, well, none of us know because none of us are there. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose that's the benefit of having 
two rather than one is at least the two of them can discuss those things um, and, and feed that back. Because one mm. of the things that we've seen in the past is sometimes if you only have one person elected to the board, they're signed to an MOU, they can't really talk yeah, about anything. It's a anything. pretty lonely yeah. position, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so at least the, I suppose to, I, I suppose one question to ask is, is there any plans in, in your mind that HSL would join those dots and that the elections would go through HSL in the future? Yeah, well, it's that's not our our, our gift, One you know. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine so. I mean, I couldn't really see what the purpose of that would be. Um, the the it's the members um, of HSL that the director from HSL is mm. is effectively representing. Mm. Um, I, I I mean, I just couldn't see that happening. I, I'm not. I don't understand how that how it would work. Mm, okay. No, I was just thinking it was obviously you have some supporters trust that uh, obviously interested in ownership, but often will elect um, members to the board of the yeah. club as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the club's prerogative. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, what they decide to do with that going forward isn't yeah. tied up to the club. Okay. Now, uh, before we started, you mentioned there was a, a new website coming into play soon. Yeah, we've, we've, oh, James, that's the bane of my life. Um, <laughs> Uh, we really have needed a, a new website almost from day one, um, but uh, websites are very expensive. Yes. And obviously, kind of right from the start, when you're trying to build up your, your, your donation levels, not huge. And we've we've always tried to maintain, keep our expenses to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried to do it from um, from goodwill members who who perhaps worked in website companies. Uh, I'll not go into too much detail, but we had two false alarms. Right. Um, we thought we were getting that done. It, it mm. didn't work out. And at the tail end of last year, our AGM, uh, our members said, look, why don't we just pay the money and get an outside firm to do it and, and get on with it? And that's what we've done. We're just about there. Um, the I met, uh, I met the company last night, and uh, the, the, there's one or two technical things that, that mm-hmm. need ironed out. They're not always as straightforward as it might seem, but but all the design stuff it's all finished. Mm-hmm. I'll let you have a wee look at it. Yeah, when yeah, we're yeah. Finished. yeah. Where um, where and when should people go to uh, to see that? When will it be launched? Well, the website address is still the same okay. uh, address. Um, I would think we'd have it within the next month. Okay. Um, just our luck that the actual developer is just about to go on uh, two weeks holiday. Ah, right. um, <laughs> Uh, and they know, always do that when the I deadlines know, are moving. <laughs> and the the part that he's working on is an an element that we want to be in the new website. Mm-hmm. We could go live right now, but we would really Limited pretty much only have the front side sure. that we have at the moment. Yeah. Whereas the, the we know our members want to have a members login page, mm-hmm. um, and you know there's no point in launching without that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're not far away. Um, uh, so if our, if, if our members can just hold on a wee bit longer, <laughs> but we hope it'll be worth it. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. I mean, one of the things that I mentioned the, the interview we did with Killy Trust a couple of weeks ago, and they spoke about the value of having, they've sort of highlighted that as one of the fundamental things for the success yeah. of their campaign. They've just raised yeah. £100,000, investing in a good IT you know, background. And, yeah. and, and I know Foundation of Hearts have got yeah. quite a sophisticated thing as well, haven't yeah. they? So, yeah, that, that's yeah. a slick process for accepting payments and keeping track of, of that so that you, you don't lose people's money mm. <laughs> or at least lose, lose, lose well, trace of where it's come from. Well, we, we've, we've got that as it is. I mean, it, everybody... Well, most folk use um, a, a third party called Go Cardless. Okay, sure. so so we've yeah. had that from day one. Um, 
you're really actually talking about the marketing of it, mm. um, which is much more important. The actual collection of the money is pr fairly straightforward. Our current website works perfectly well yeah. um, from a money collection point of view. Um, there'll not really be dramatic differences in the new website when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But know. members will be able to log in and personalise. Yes. Yeah. yes, some of the things they'll be able to do, they previously have had to either drop me an email, you know, can you change my direct debit from that to that. Yeah, right. Now, they will be able to log on themselves Great. to the go card yeah. system and just change that themselves, yeah. get a look to see how much they've paid to date. Yeah. Um, whereas these were things that they would maybe have to email me and kind of ask me what the, what the answer was. Sure. Um, so in case there's any Hibs fans that are listening that, that aren't currently members, where can people sign up and how can they get involved? Well, they would go into the website, so that's www.hibernianssupporters.co.uk um, and, and that's really the main, yeah. the main yeah. place. Um, uh, we have some application forms at the club. Uh, but I've got to be honest and say 99.9% go through the website. Just go through the website. Yeah. 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 Takes about 30 seconds and th and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Last question we ask uh, all of our guests, or we try to remember to ask all of our guests. Uh, if you could change one thing about Scottish football, what, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Put you right on the spot. Yeah. Um, probably the dominance of the old firm. Um, I, I, it, it doesn't make for... Uh, as interesting uh, a league setup as 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 it used to be. Yeah. I remember, you know, when I was younger, and you know, in my my dad's day, if you like, um, I remember him telling us about the wage caps, mm. okay. um, which um, I mean, even he said it didn't work a hundred percent because there was but still was more of a level playing. Field. There was a much greater level playing um, uh, surface. And and if you look back to the history books, that mm. you'll see other clubs. You know, Hibs won the league. You know, Hearts. You know, won the cup and league, and uh, you know it was spread about a wee bit. Obviously, Celtic Rangers still dominated, mm. but not to the extent yeah. they do now. Um, I, I can't even see why it's, it would be really happy for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I can't. You know, I've got a couple of pals that are Celtic Rangers supporters and. Um, certainly in the dominant days when Celtic, for example, had a real... They, they, even they said it was a, gets, you get fed up. Huh. So yeah. I would, I'd like to get a much more mm. balanced approach and, and um, see us, for example, winning the league, um, which I think is possible. Mm -hmm. I do yeah. actually think it's possible that um, clubs outside the old firm... Um, you know, you talk about David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if you... If you're smart, you know, if you've got a good manager, mm -hmm. um, it, it can be done. Yeah, It's definitely possible. Yeah, we have seen clubs, you know, giving it a good tilt in, in recent seasons, not uh -huh. quite not quite getting there, not being able to sustain it for the full 38 games, but uh -huh. but, but running, you know, Celtic in, in, in the last few seasons, but running the old firm a little bit closer than we've, we've been used yeah. to. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely possible. Yeah. You've seen it in England, the wealthiest yeah. league in Leicester. Yeah. So that yeah. tells you it can be done. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to think Hibs will be the next ones to do it. <laughs> well, good luck. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. No problem. Yeah, thanks, Jim. So that was Jim and Jim Addy there from the Hibernian Supporters Limited uh, talking about their, their story and uh, what they're up to at Easter Road. 
Um, wanted to give you a couple of updates on other things that are happening. Um, first of all, uh, Andrew and I went to see Brian Jackson's play on Tuesday night this week, yeah. who was in last week's episode, um, Pie Man Cometh at yeah. the Oran Moor in Glasgow. What did you make of that, Andrew? Pies were sensational, weren't they? Ah, they were good. That, I mean, that's <laughs> the one thing Brian said to judge him on, and fair play, because those pies <laughs> were very good. But so was the play. The yeah. play was hilarious. The play actually. was very, very funny. It um, was funny. The, the funnier lines uh, that lodged in my memory probably can't repeat no. on, on a podcast um but there was some some you know very very sort of uh rival humor but also some really powerful messages about about um what happens when football clubs are in trouble financially uh and how the most important people are the supporters and can be the biggest uh route out of that mess yeah no it was it was um it was very well written and um as you say some really sort of i think you know, when I when he said it was a dark comedy, I was kind of wondering how how he meant it was going to be a dark comedy. But it was. There was a couple of moments which were quite sort of sad in respects of people that are connected to clubs and what happens to yeah. those people when a club gets into That's financial right. difficulty. So um, no, and it's good to see something uh, like that brought into the that topic brought into popular culture. In yeah, aspects, isn't it? and it was and it went went down very well. Oh, uh, I think all, I think all four nights were were sold out in yeah, the end, which was packed. which is terrific. Um, uh, hopefully that's been a strong enough signal that uh, it's 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 a good one to put on at the fringe. Yes. Um, so hopefully this won't be the last uh, chance that people have had to see that play. Uh, I'll if it is on at the fringe, I'll be going again. Um, I really really enjoyed it, especially if there's pies. Especially if there's pies. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing, so we've sort of developed a bit of a format now, haven't we? After the show, we've, we're finding our feet in the first sort of 10, 12 episodes. We've had a bit of a format now. So, Although so, it is where we have to do most, the most of our retakes. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's very true. Yeah, when there's not somebody to guide it through. Yeah. Um, but uh, w- this week we published a new video on our um, YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash C, which I think stands for channel, and then slash supporters direct Scotland. Uh, and we did, uh, we went to um, Motherwell to do an in-depth piece with a couple of board members, sorry, a board member and the general manager of the Well Society, Craig Hughes. Um, and just having a look at what's happened to the club since they've been in financial It's been a year now, which mm. seems to have absolutely flown by. And um, just some of the stuff they've been able to achieve in a year has been really impressive and uh, it was it was I think it was quite timely to just go and find out how that's impacted the, the group there and the club um so have you seen it I've not watched it yet uh, I knew you'd been there I'd, I'd seen your your tweets earlier in the week saying you were at, at Motherwell but uh, I really should have asked if you'd seen it before I asked you should, you should have done yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've got an excuse I've been busy I've been doing an office move <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, so please do check that out. It's all on social media and all that. And there's, there's one in a series of, of videos as you go out to, yes. to clubs. We're yeah. going to do one a month and we're going to look at different aspects of Scottish football, different levels of Scottish football. So uh, January's was um, Pollock FC. Uh, February's, we're playing a bit of catch up. February's meant to be a well society and we'll be doing something again, another one for March. So, um, good. yeah, so we're looking forward to getting that out there. Yeah. Uh, another piece of news. Um, so today, as this po- 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 podcast has Podcast is broadcast. Yes. When this podcast goes out, uh, will be uh, day one of uh, the newest recruit to Sports Direct Scotland. Yeah, Beverly Mayer has joined. Yeah, uh, new member to the team. 
Yeah. She's uh, going to be taking on membership and uh, uh, and the support of liaison work that we undertake with clubs. So welcome to the team. I'm not sure if she listens to the podcast. She, she's going to have to start She will now. She will now. It'll be part of our job description. <laughs> but Beverly will be well known, particularly to, to fans of St Johnston, being a St Johnston supporter and also being uh, at the moment their supporter liaison officer and having been involved in their in the club lottery yeah. um, over the years. Yeah. So she'll be well, very well known up Perthway. Um, and I guess she'll be well, she'll be well known to, to other support layers and officers around the country yeah, and, and people so. that she's interfaced with in that role. Very much so. Welcome, very, Beverly. I think we're all very much looking forward to having her join the team. Yeah, she'll be a very st- a strong, big, strong contribution. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and just finally, a really selfish plug, um, which I hope people don't mind and can forgive me for, but uh, Africa on the Ball, which is a, a charity that I'm involved in, uh, I've launched a crowdfunder today, uh, sorry, over the weekend, Um which is aiming to raise £2,000 to um, support our girls' empowerment programme in Zambia. And we're also looking to ship a container out to Zambia from here in Falkirk. So um, please do check out our uh, Twitter feed for some more information on that. Just a container going out? full of stuff oh, right, okay. and we will uh, be taking donations as well so if people have got kit that they want to contribute um, but mm. then perhaps they don't want to make a financial donation please get in touch because um, the container that we're looking at buying is huge uh, okay. <laughs> and the plan is to fill up with kit equipment donations anything we can really get yeah. our hands on ship it there uh, distribute all of that out and then that will become our office for the charity in zambia and okay. make it, sort of make it do it up so it can be so where, where do people go to donate to that they will go to um at africa on the ball on twitter or our website which is africa on the ball.org great and there's rewards so people you know if you're interested in getting something back for mm-hmm. your uh donation um please check out the rewards on the crowdfunder great and uh, yes, okay. Thank you very much for that shameless plug <laughs> for the opportunity. I think you're. I think you're allowed. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, until next week, we will uh, see you then. Okay. Enjoy your week. Behind the goals is a supporters direct Scotland podcast. You can get in touch with the show by emailing behind the goals at hotmail or you can also tweet the show at sup direct Scott. That's S U P P direct Scott. <laughs>